You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. We're so thankful this morning that we have a God that doesn't change. And His love has not changed for you. His love will never change for you. His plans will never change for you. He is faithful and He is good. And you know what? He never stops being good. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. For He doesn't change. Are we grateful to the Lord this morning? Then let's give him some praise this morning. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Well, greet your neighbor this morning. If you didn't get a chance to do so this morning, if you didn't get a chance to say hello this morning, thank you all for joining us online this morning. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you, guys. Thank you, worship team. Thank you guys so much. Amen. God is so good. Amen. He is so good. I am just so grateful to God. He always knows what we need. You know, it's just nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. I mean, we could just stay there in his presence. I mean, all day, you know, it's just it's just that time. They just like, man, I'm not worried about what I got to do after. I'm not worried about the time right now. I just want to stay here in your presence because you just keep reminding me of how good you are. Amen. And it's like all of a sudden those pains, those thoughts, those worries, man, they just seem like nothing compared to the goodness of our God. Amen. Well, praise God. Amen. I'm just so grateful this morning that we're able to be together and those joining us online this morning as well. Just thankful to the Lord for being so good. Thankful to the Lord for each one of you here today and all those watching today. Thankful for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Are we thankful for one another this morning? Amen. Are we thankful for one another this morning? Take a look around and those online, take a look around. Just take a look around real quick and just, you know what, just acknowledge what I'm thankful for you this morning. Amen. Because it's your testimony. It's each one of our testimonies that continue to encourage each one of us to go forward. Amen. And I was encouraged this morning talking to a sister in the Lord as she was sharing with me. I got encouraged because through that it's I see my realities as well and encourages me because I get to see that you know what, each one of you is still continuing to trust the Lord through it. And that's all God was reminding us today. It's just reminding me and you that through it all, God is faithful to you. And it's just our, just keep trusting him. Keep waiting on him. Keep looking to him. And you know what? He is faithful to bring you through. Praise God. He is faithful to bring us through. And it's just us taking that time to really just come into his presence Like I said before, you don't got to wait to church to get in his presence. But you know what's even greater is even sometimes, even though we may, because it's, you know, maybe had a little struggle getting up in the morning to get here or just got busy or whatever it may have been. But you know what? We got here. So that means we don't have to leave the same. Oh, come on. (laughs) I mean, that's up to you. But we don't got to leave the same. Amen. And we could be reminded of that when we leave here today that, Father, I thank you, Lord for just, just helping me to refocus this morning and just to be able to seek you this morning. Amen? Amen. Well, praise God this morning. I'm just grateful. Thank you, worship team, for leading us in worship today. And just, you know, we're just so grateful to God just to be able to praise him this morning. Amen? And that is our prayer. That was our prayer this morning. Holy Spirit, just have your way. Just do the work that you're doing, even though we may not always understand it. But, Lord, we know that you're doing the work. Praise God. Amen. Well, just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday and this Friday, there will be no Bible study. There will be no prayer. Um, but like I always say, 
doesn't mean you don't have, you don't read your Bible and don't pray. It just means we're not having, you know, we're not getting together this week. But I encourage you to read your Bibles, to pray, take some time to, you know, just to spend some time with the Lord. Take some personal time. You know, maybe we're not showing up here, but you can definitely do it at home. And just take, a, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, an hour out of your day just to, you know what, take some time and spend with the Lord. Amen? And that's why when we come back together, we can just come together rejoicing and just thanking the Lord for his faithfulness. Praise God. Amen. Well, also, uh, next Sunday, we are, it is Mother's Day. Praise God. Amen. So praise God. You know, we are, we are thankful to the Lord for all the mothers. And you know what? We will be doing a little something next Sunday. And uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord has. So praise God. Amen. Oh, Brother AJ's birthday, too. Praise God. Amen. 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 Well, that's a good day to choose it for, brother. You know? That now they got to celebrate you. <laughs> Amen. So praise God. Remember, everybody, it's our brother's birthday next Sunday as well, too. Amen. That gives you a week if you want to buy something. <laughs> got you. We got you, brother. We got you, brother. Amen. Why well, she Sister Karen got you. Amen. Praise God. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, May 16th, mark your calendars. Uh, this will be in about two weeks. We will be having a guest speaker. Amen. It's been a while since we brought somebody in and you know what, but uh, this month we will be bringing a guest speaker in on May 16th. His name is Pastor Bob Zurita. He's from uh, La Mirada Foursquare Church here in the city of La Mirada. He, uh, he's an associate pastor there with, uh, with Pastor Miley, who joins us for prayer. Comes, you know, He's preached here and taught here before, um, but he also comes to fr uh, Friday night prayers with us as well. And Pastor Bob has been out here with us as well. So we're really looking forward to the word of the Lord. Um, I believe you know, he knows that the, word, the Lord has given him a word already for us. So we're just looking forward to what the Lord has for that day. So we encourage you to keep him in prayer and also keep ourselves in prayer. You know what? Because, you know, Lord, be kind to us. Amen. <laughs> We know he's got a word, and, you know, we're believing that God will use him to bring forth that word. Amen. So looking forward to that. So praise God for that, and we're just grateful to God as we continue to go forward. So let's pray for the tithes and offerings this morning. Amen. As we continue to worship the Lord in, in our giving this morning. Father, we just thank you, Lord, and we come together today, Lord. We thank you, Father, because, Lord, you have given us your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus, we know you as our Lord this morning. You are our Lord and you are the Lord of this house. So we acknowledge this morning that, Lord, as you are our owner, our master, Lord, our lives belong to you and everything that we have is yours. But in that, we have no lack, Lord. So today, Father, we give today because we acknowledge you are our Lord and it's yours anyways. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that as we give cheerfully and wholeheartedly, we also ask you for the wisdom, Father, to be wise with the finances you have given us, Lord. As Father God, we give unto you, Lord. Lord, we are asking for your wisdom and guidance and direction, Father, how to handle the finances you have blessed us with, the provisions you have given us, Father God. Father, to use our finances wisely, Lord, in our giving, in our spending, and Father God, Lord Jesus, in our, in our debts. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we need your help in this, Lord, because Father we just like to spend many times, even when we don't have it. But Lord God, we know that in you, when we acknowledge, Lord, it's your money, it's your finances, Lord. Father God, with that, Lord, we may think a little bit before we actually do. And because we are choosing to lay down everything, including our finances, Lord, acknowledging they're yours because they're from you, Lord. And with that, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we lack nothing in you, Jesus. So we don't have to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. 
For, Lord, we can seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, knowing that all these things will be added unto us as well. You have been faithful and you have been good. And we just thank you this morning, Father, as we give wholeheartedly and cheerfully unto you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. We can put our tithes and offerings back there. And uh, also, we will have communion towards the end of service today. So we will be taking communion this morning as well. And all those joining us online, feel free to get your elements ready as we, can, as we look to take communion together this morning. Praise God. Amen. Well, amen. Well, let's turn our Bibles this morning to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. And Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for just being so good to us, Lord. You know every need, Father God, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have met every need, Lord. And we thank you this morning just for the peace upon our hearts this morning. And Father God, as we continue to seek you in your word, we just thank you, Father God, for preparing our hearts and preparing our minds, Father God, for the understanding that, Lord, you will bring forth by your spirit. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand and we submit ourselves to you, Lord. Teach us, speak to us, Lord, according to your Holy Spirit and through your word this morning. And we thank you, Father, as we open up our hearts willingly, ready to hear and receive all that you have. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Praise God. So Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Amen? So I'll read that again. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit fruit. Praise God. So that's our main scripture today that we will be going off of today. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of um, self-examination, you know, just like, Lord, check my heart, you know, kind of look it in the mirror type of deal. And, you know, just like, Lord, what can I do? What can I, you know, say, you know, different things like that. And, you know, through my attitude many times or just through the teachings and my own reading, personal time or just time of prayer, you know what, or just my daily life, you know, a lot of times it's like that, you, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror many times, right? And I do have a, a picture of Squidward, the nice looking Squidward from Spongebob on top of one of them, and I try to see myself as him, but really I have to look in the mirror and see myself for who I really am. But if you don't know who Squidward is, he's from Spongebob, right? So, all right, you guys know, right? All right, good, guys. So I was taking some examination, you know what, man, I'm going to... I guess I'm going to do something, you know what, it just was kind of just upon my heart, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to start drawing. I'm going to start drawing, but I'm going to be a Christian drawer, and I'm going to draw for Christ, amen? Do I know how to draw? Not necessarily, but I'm going to trust God. I'm kind of in a fate, in a mode right here, okay, so. So I said, I'm going to draw, but what do I draw? Well, I can draw you, <laughs> I can draw nature i can draw all these different things but now you know what i said you know what i'm going to draw myself and how i see myself this will give me a good picture like that i can look at myself and say okay now i can do some real self-examination because this is kind of a therapy for me because i get to see how i look you know how i see myself you guys ever thought about doing that oh okay all right well maybe today you'll think differently amen so i drew a picture 
And I want you guys to tell me what you think, because I'm ready to go forward with this. I'm ready to just start a ministry with this. I'm ready to, like, you know, put some books together, guys, all right? So I need you to know you got my back, okay? Praise God. What you guys think, man? What you guys think, huh? You got a close-up on that? Yeah, what you guys think of that? Praise God. Huh? No, what are you talking about? Those are my hands. I don't got nothing in my hands. I'm praising God. And I'm wearing a Dodger shirt. And it says, I dodged hell because of Jesus. Ooh, right? Huh? 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 Amen, right? Tell me what you really think. <laughs> so it's okay, guys. You don't got to, you don't got to, I mean, have compassion. I appreciate that. But I use that as an example. I'm not really ready to do that. You know, I'm not a drawer. That's not what God called me to do. But I wanted to use that as an example because, you know, you look at that, you see that, and it's funny. It's, you know, if, if I were really, like, going to put that together, you know, I mean, that's my drawings. That's how I draw, period. And it's funny. I was doing it in the office earlier, and Letty walked in, and I turned it over, turned it upside down and stuff like that. And she's talking to me or whatever, and I'm just like that, you know. And then she's getting ready to walk out, and she goes, what are you drawing? Who's that man you're drawing? Like, how'd you see it? I barely started. Stop looking, you know. She, like, walked out. I'm like, man, she caught me. <laughs> like, don't look at my drawing. But I use that today because the title of today's message is Everyone's a Critic. Everyone's a Critic. So if I were to take this around and really tell you my heart and the reason, but how many of you would eventually, you would pretty much just judge this, right? You would see it, well, that can't go in an art gallery, or that can't go anywhere, and you would find many things probably wrong with it. Maybe you'll look at it and say, oh, look at him. He put Dodgers above Jesus on his shirt. Why are his eyes closed? Why is he wearing skinny jeans? <laughs> There's many things that you could see that maybe, you know, that you may point out that, yeah, he needs a little work. He needs to do some work. And I'm going to stop showing this because this is going to go in my file cabinet under my desk. But how many of us know that in our life, there's always critics? Everyone's a critic. You might be a critic. Are you a critic? How many critics we got in here today? Amen. Okay, thanks for being honest. Very discreetly, but thanks for being honest. I appreciate that. And automatically, we all become critics in some form, in some way. And many times we don't realize it, but we do. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's always a bad thing, but another way of looking at it is everyone's a critic, or another way of putting it is everyone has an opinion. How many of us know that? Everyone has an opinion. Whether they know what you're talking about or not, everyone will always have an opinion. And that's why you have to be careful if there's something that you want to do or you, something you want to step out in or something you want to start new or try, you have to know that there will always be critics, and if you can't take someone's opinion or criticism, then you're going to have a hard time. Because no matter what you do, there will always be people around you or in your life that are not going to agree with how you do it. Or how you're planning to do it. Or how you're living it. As a parent, many people will criticize you how you do your parenting. As a spouse, many will criticize you and how you are a husband and how you are a wife. You will be criticized in many areas of your life by people. 
But not only that, we are also responsible, we are also guilty just as much of criticizing others. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we all be, can become very critical of one another by criticizing. And the word critic is a person given to harsh judgments and to finding faults. A person who makes or expresses a judgment on the quality of offerings in fields or endeavor. See, when I think of critic, I think of someone like Cisco and Ebert. A lot of you, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody remembers Cisco and Ebert, right? They were movie critics. And they used to have a TV show and all that, and now you can get social media and all that. You don't even need that, Rotten Tomatoes. But, you know, but back then, these guys were the, like, main TV critics, you know, and you would watch them on Sunday night or whenever they were on, and they would basically look at these movies and tell you their thoughts and what they thought about it. And many times, how they felt about a movie was not how I felt about a movie. And you ever have that where somebody tells you, oh, this movie's a great movie, and then you go watch it, and you're like, man, that movie was horrible. <laughs> then you start to criticize that person. Man, what's the matter with them? <laughs> or they may say they didn't like it, and you watch it, and you're like, man, I, that was a great movie. Instead of saying, what's the matter with me? What's the matter with them? There's, a re there's something wrong with them for not liking that. Another one that it reminds me of when I think of the word, the, like, critic, is there used to be a show called The Critic with John Lovitz. It was a cartoon. I would encourage you to go back and watch it. I don't really remember how it was, but probably not good, right, for those of you who've seen it? Okay, so don't go watch it. But, but he was a critic, and it was in the day and life of him and stuff like that. But there was one portion where he just, he's, he's always so negative that he goes into this place where he just says, I hated it, 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 I hated it. And they got to take him to an institution because he can't stop saying, I hate it, I hated it, I hated it, I hated it, I hated it. It caught up with him. And this is the problem, is that when me and you become critics, and we start judging everything according to how we think it should go, or how we see it should happen, or how we feel it should be, then what happens is we start to criticize and we start to look at these things instead of using it for the good, as it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, we use it to tear down. We use it to find faults. And over time, what will happen is, is that will just start to become everything in our life. It'll start to catch up to me and you to a point that no matter how good something may be or no matter what the good that person did, but because of our criticism of that person or that situation, what happens is we always find fault. Well, let's see how long that lasts. Oh, well, I hope they thought about what they're doing. Oh, they got that new car. I hope they could pay for it. Oh, there they go again, a new relationship. I hope they make it. Oh, they got married, man. I hope they know what they're getting into. And we start to look at all the negatives. You laugh because it's true. And we start to focus on the things that could go wrong or may be wrong, or we start to focus on the negatives as opposed to speaking life. Many times we don't have, we don't actually criticize in front of the people. We wait till they're gone. 
Hey, we're thinking about getting married. Hey, we're thinking about moving. Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Hey, I'm doing to do this. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. That's great. We'll pray for you. They leave. Hey, will you really think about that, man? That's, do they realize what they're doing? Do they know? Do they this? And we start to have our own opinion. That is a very dangerous place. How many of us today are so busy and focused on our opinions than we are on the joy and the work that God is doing in the lives of one another? Because I could tell you right now, we could look at each other in this church today and we can find something to criticize. You probably already did. You know, many times coming up here, one of the biggest fears, I believe, for anyone in any type of public speaking is the fact of getting criticized. Why did they say it like that? Why did they do it like that? What did they mean by that? Coming up and leading worship, you could be criticized. Why didn't they do this song? Why did they sing it like that? And we could become very critical. What's wrong with them? Of whoever we're looking upon, instead of saying, praise God, thank you, Lord, that we're able to come together and worship you. Thank you, Lord, that we're able to come together and serve you. And thank you, worship team, for not criticizing us for our clapping today because we know we were a little off at times. <laughs> Criticism. To criticize is to evaluate or to find fault with. Criticism is the act of criticizing unfavorably. So to criticize is not, we're not looking for the good, we're looking for what's wrong, what the fault is with it. Now there's a place for criticism, there's a place for honesty, there's a place that you can use that for encouragement. But if there's no action behind it, and there's no prayer behind it, and there's no encouragement behind it, then all it is is death. Because what happens is, the Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So over time, in that criticism of that person, you might not tell them directly, and they might not know exactly how they feel about you, but every time they see you and you see them, there's just something there that causes a hindrance. Could it be it's your opinion of that person? Could it be that there's a hindrance between you and someone else that you don't even realize because they criticize you constantly? Criticizing any little thing that you do. We learn this in work from those that are, are micromanagers. But we also learn that from our own peers many times. That'll just criticize for everything that we do. We learn that as parents, as we criticize our kids, and we focus on all the, on the things that they don't do the way we want them to do, instead of focusing on what they do right and say, you know what, I'm proud of you. 
I'm proud of you for being such a good son, such a good daughter. Thank you. You are such a blessing. Now go throw out the trash. Go make your bed. But see, we're doing it from an area of encouragement. But if we just focus on all that they don't do, then how will we build them up? How will we encourage them? Because now they're going to go through life as many of us go through life because maybe that's how we grew up. We were criticized for everything and now anything that we do, we're so busy criticizing ourselves. I can never do anything right. This always happens. I always end up here. I always do this. I always think this way. I, why do I always got to say these things? Why do I always act like this? And we start to criticize ourselves, which can put us into a dark place. An example in the Webster's Dictionary says, seeking encouragement rather than criticism. How many of us know that when we ask for advice or we talk to someone or you, you reach out to someone or someone reaches out to you, they are reaching out to you for encouragement, not criticism but are we willing to lay down how we think of things and this and that to just encourage someone and pray for them and trust God for them as we have to trust God for ourselves because let me tell you you know people in your lives that you know what you don't want to be around them because all they do is just criticize everything you do and so therefore, you just choose to remain silent. You keep a distant relationship as much as you can. It's not necessarily because you don't always, it's not because you don't always like the person. It's just because of the criticism, of the opinion that constantly weighs you down. But the Bible says to pray, to forgive, to love them as Christ loves me and you. But always remember Everyone's a critic. I put here, which are we today? Do we encourage or do we, are we a critic? Are we willing today to open up our hearts and be our own critic? Are we willing to call ourselves out on some things today? Who would we rather be around? An encourager or a critic? So the question is, how do you see yourself today? And another question would be, how do others see me today? How do others see me today? Do they see me as one who encourages or do they see me as a critic? I know what the word of God says, how he sees me, how he sees you. But with that, how is it that we see one another? It's a very dangerous place to be a critic, especially amongst the people of God. Especially when it comes from the pulpit. When it comes from those that are responsible to bring forth the word of God as the word of God.
to speak what God wants to speak and not what I want to speak because of my opinion. Because of what I think should be or how I think things should happen. I'm nothing. He is everything. That's who we need to point to. That's who brings change. That's who changes hearts. That's who is the peace and the comfort. And that's who can change the hearts of people today. Because let's look at a couple of scriptures here today that show some things. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, and we're going to look at uh, let's look at verse 13. It says, The people did not turn to him who struck them, nor inquire of the Lord of hosts. So the Lord cut off from Israel head and tail, Palm branch and reed in one day, the elder and honored man is the head, and the prophet who teaches lies is the tail. For those who guide this people have been leading them astray, and those who are guided by them are swallowed up. Therefore the Lord does not rejoice over their young men and has no compassion on their fatherless and widows, for everyone is godless and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly." For all this, his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. For wickedness burns like a fire, it consumes briars and thorns, it kindles the thickets of the forest, and they roll up upward in a column of smoke. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, the land is scorched, and the people are like fuel for the fire. No one spares another. They slice meat on the right, but are still hungry, and they devour on the left, but are not satisfied. Each devours the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh devours Ephraim, and Ephraim devours Manasseh. Together they are against Judah. For all this, his anger is not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. He says, I am dealing with the leaders. I'm dealing with the preacher. I'm dealing with the prophets, those that speak lies because it has caused division. Now the people are devouring one another. It's talking about it in a literal sense that they would turn to cannibalism, that they would turn to these things because of their sin and rebellion. But how much more today do we devour one another with our words? by speaking against one another, by, by, by talking about one another behind the back. Instead of encouraging one another, how much today are we devouring one another? And this is what it causes when we start to allow our opinion, our criticism, to influence the Word of God and our relationship with God, and as a body of Christ. Let's look at Matthew chapter 12. We're going to go through a couple of verses here in Matthew 12. Verse 1 through 2 here. Matthew 12, verse 1 to 2. This is what can happen when we allow criticism 
to take hold in our heart. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Everyone's a critic. These guys are hungry. It's hot. And instead of looking at the benefit for these men, they're so worried. Look at your disciples. What they're doing is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Because of their criticism of Jesus, because of the rejection of Jesus, because of how they felt about Jesus, they wanted to criticize everything they did. How many of you know that walking with the Lord today will cause a lot of criticism in your life because you're a Christian? Because you follow Jesus? Because you pray? Because you come to church? Because you read your Bible? Because you believe what God says, you will be criticized for it. And it won't be favorably much much times. But it's our responsibility to keep following Jesus. Let's look at 9 through 14 of the same chapter. It says, He went on from there and entered their synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand, and they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they might accuse him. He said to them, Which one of you who is a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy like the other, but the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. They missed the miracle. This man had a withered hand. This man had a withered hand, and they were so critical, and there was so much criticism, so much opinion, that they were more concerned with trapping Jesus so they could accuse him that they missed the fact that this man with a withered hand was restored. You see where I'm going with this? When we allow criticism and we allow our own opinions to take root in our hearts, in lives over the people around us and in our lives and in our country, what happens is is we start to focus on those things instead of focusing on God, on Christ Jesus and the great works he is doing. Because let me tell you something, even though we have seen many things that have gone wrong and so much stuff, but I believe and know that there has been a lot of good things that God has shown you in your own lives and around you. The glory of God. But if we're willing to be thankful and be reminded, you've been so good to me so we can see these things and not allow our own opinion, our own criticism to keep us from seeing the glory of God. Because it goes on in 22 and 24, the same one. Then a demon oppressed man who was blind and mute was brought to him and he healed him so that the man spoke and saw and all the people were amazed and said, can this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man cast out demons. 
The man is delivered from demons. He's broken free. There should be rejoicing. No Pharisee, no Sadducee, none of them were able to do this. Those people were stuck in that condition until Jesus Christ came along and delivered them. But instead, they used that moment to criticize. And this is what we have to be careful for. Because verse 33 in that same chapter says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the, true is known, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For every opinion, for every criticism, we will be held accountable for every word that we speak. For it says, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. We can choose to start to praise God and thank Him for the deliverance, thank Him for the healing, thank Him for the salvation, thank Him for His faithfulness, thank Him for His patience, thank Him for His goodness, thank Him for His mercy, thank Him for His grace, thank Him for His provision, and continually thank Him and know that He is able to seek and save those that are lost today. But we must get over our own opinion and criticism. Well, how do I stop? Well, we have to understand what the issue is and where it comes from. Let's go to James 3. Are you criticizing me for this message? <laughs> James th chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to read through it. He says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. It is a huge responsibility to bring forth the word of God, to teach the word of God, to preach the word of God. Because we will be judged with a greater strictness. Because we're held accountable to bring forth his word as he says it. Not as how I think it should be. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man also able to bridle his whole body. I thank God for that one right there. Because he's saying none of us is perfect. None of us has perfected this. And we won't be able to. But we can acknowledge it. Lord, I've been very critical. I've been, I've been the, my biggest critic. But he's showing us how to acknowledge this. But look what he says in verse 3. If we put bits into the mouth of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. 
How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird or reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil. It reminds me when it's like, man, I just want to say something right now, but I know I shouldn't. Full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. That is where that comes from. It's this little thing in our mouth (laughs) that causes so much damage. How many times have we just, what is that old saying, put our foot in our mouth? just said something we shouldn't have or said something maybe we didn't mean it that way but it's how it came out but many times that'll stem from the criticism that's already in our hearts but he shows us here through his word that this is what's going on within us this is what's causing it we all have it we're all guilty of it but this is why it's so important to seek his wisdom As we read earlier about in the first service, we read about Joseph finding out that Mary was pregnant and saying it was the Holy Spirit. You know how much he wanted to say on that? But it says because he was just and righteous. How many of us know that we are just and righteous in Christ? That's why we need to stay close to him and in him because he's the only one that's going to be able to help this little thing in my mouth from saying something I shouldn't. Especially when I don't fully understand it. Especially when I'm angry. Especially when I have my opinion and my criticism about it. I got to take back, I got to wait, and I got to trust the Lord before I say anything. But as Joseph did, it says, as he considered these things, the Lord spoke to him. And as we take that time before we answer too rash, what happens is the Lord will speak to us and he will teach me and you how to respond and what to say and how to be real and truthful. But with respect, and he will teach us how to do it in the right way. Because what happens is we're willing to lay down that criticism. But not only that, we're also able to now have an understanding of those around us. Of why they act the way they do of why they say the things they do, especially without Christ. 
It's free reign. It just really surprises us when we're like, well, man, that, they're a Christian. They're my brother and sister in the Lord. But it's because the Lord is doing the work. But the difference is, is now we're able to acknowledge it and see it. Because this word is also to help me and you to pray for those that are not praying for themselves. Let's go to John chapter 8. She's praising the Lord. <laughs> Amen. It says, they answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works of your father that your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? I tell the truth. Why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. See, that place of criticism and tearing people down doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil. And when we see people walking in this place, it is considered demonic. But also when we allow ourselves to continually stay in this place, we are also allowing that influence to influence us and in how we see people and how we pray for people and instead of encouraging them. Because we allow our opinion and our criticisms to keep us from hearing God, from seeing God, from looking and seeing the wonderful works He is continually doing that we miss because of our criticism. How many times have you ever been blessed or God did something to you, but yet you still find yourself in a place, but God, what about this? Well, God blessed me with this, but I'm still believing him for that. Why is it we just say, thank you, Lord, for all that I have in you? Because honestly, I don't need anything else because I have everything I need in you, Lord. Stop criticizing me. And we're going to close up with this scripture in Matthew chapter 13. Remember, the Pharisees and those around him could not receive him because they were not willing to hear what he had to say. They were too focused on being a critic that they were not able to hear his message and they were not able to receive him. Matthew 13, verse 10 says, Then the disciples came to him and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? You know the beautiful thing about knowing the Lord today? is that even through all our questions, and we have a lot of questions, we can always come to him and ask him. 
as we learned a couple weeks ago, why won't you ask him? We can ask the Lord. We can be honest with God. We can come and give these questions and bring these questions before him. Will we always get an answer right away? Not necessarily. The answer is most likely there, but we just can't see it. But what we can do is trust him that, Lord, I know you heard me. I know you heard the question. I know you know what's going on in my heart. And I know that, God, I already have the answer because every answer I need is in you, Jesus. But the, the clarity of the answer and the understanding of the answer is going to take some time. Just as it took for Joseph, who did not understand, there was a word spoken many years ago, Behold, I will give you a sign, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. But he couldn't understand it when it came up and it happened and he was going through it even though it had already been spoken and it was written. And there are many things that today we don't understand, but we can come to God and ask Him, Lord, what is going on here? And it's our responsibility to, change, to wait patiently. But verse 11 says, And He answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Are we thankful for what we already have today? Then you will receive much more. Because you're using what God has already given you. Instead of waiting for what you want from God to do, you're already doing because you believe you already have everything you need in Christ. And in that you will receive much more. Just as the man with the talents, the one with the ten gained ten more, the one with the five gained five more, but with the one, even what he had was taken from him because he says, I know you're a hard man. He was being critical of God. You sow where you did not, you reap where you did not sow, and you did all this. He criticized God, and he lost everything, even what he had, and it was given to the one who had the ten. But none of us in here have ever criticized God, right? Shake your head, no. <laughs> We've all been guilty. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear, but never understand and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's hearts has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But here we go. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. I put here, if we don't understand, let us stop being a critic and ask our Lord. If we're too busy talking, then we're too busy to listen. But if we're willing to listen and ask, he will tell us. But if we're busy being a critic, then we're too busy to see his work and praise him for all that he has done. Everyone's a critic. But that's why everyone needs a savior. That's why we all needed a savior. 
That's why Jesus died for our sins. So we could stop criticizing, stop praising, and start glorifying him and thanking him for all that he has done. So I'm going to show you this picture again now that you heard the message. (laughs) Repent, sister, for that. I thank the Lord this morning that though through all my faults, everything that he saw before I came to know him and even knowing him today, though he could criticize me, and though he does call things out, oh, but his love is so great, and his words of life and encouragement are so good, that instead of pushing, tearing me down, he'll humble me as he humbles you. But he's also always there to pick us right back up again. Because he never wants me and you to stay in that place. So if you're ever in a place, or maybe you're in a place today that you've been criticized and it's just weighed you down, I'm going to encourage you, don't allow it to keep you there. Choose to get back up again. Start praising God and thanking him for all that he's done for you. And in that, he will give you the wisdom and the discernment that you need to see those with the love of Christ for those critics in your life today. But he will also be willing and able to show you how we are our own worst critic many times. And in that, we start to criticize others. Let us ask the Lord to help us with this little thing in our mouth to start to encourage by praising God and by encouraging one another. Let us start, Lord, help us to see the good. Help us to trust you with the rest of the things that, yeah, we have an opinion, we're worried, we got concerns, but Lord, help me to trust you through that, Lord, because I want to focus on what you're doing and your goodness, Lord. And I want to see the goodness in my brothers and sisters. I want to see the goodness in those that don't know you yet, but I want to see your goodness in them, Lord. Because, Lord, I know that you're able to bring them to you to know you. I know that you're able to help my brother through this. I know that you're able to help my sister through this. I know that you're able to help my spouse through this. I know you're able to help my kids through this. I know you're able to help my grandchildren, my niece, my nephew, my aunt, my uncle, my mom, my grandparents. Whoever it may be, Lord, I know that you are able. Help me not to be so critical with them. But help me to be an encouragement to point to you, Jesus. So this morning, today, I'm going to ask you, if you need prayer this morning, and you've just been pushed down and criticized, and you've just been hit, this altar's open if you need prayer this morning. If you've been one that has just been one who has criticized and you find yourself in the place that you don't have that joy because you just keep focusing on everything else that's wrong or could go wrong. Don't leave with that today. Come and be encouraged in the Lord this morning. And don't take that with you this morning. This altar is open this morning. If you need prayer this morning, we'd like to pray for you this morning. For those that are watching online with us, feel free to take that time to pray. Take that time with the Lord.
Let him encourage you. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we just praise you, we just praise you, we just praise you, we just praise you this morning, Lord God. Oh, we glorify you this morning, Lord Jesus, we glorify you this morning. Oh, we just thank you this morning, we thank you this morning, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Pastor Pat, pray for Chris. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Let's just take this time here in the house this morning and those with us online this morning. Let's just take that time right now and just thank the Lord for being so good to us. Amen. But also allow the Lord just to examine our hearts this morning. If we find ourselves in this place today, just allow the Lord just to heal our hearts this morning. If there's anything that we just got to confess and be real with God this morning, now's the time to do it. Now is the time to do it. Just give it to the Lord. Is there someone that you have to forgive because... You know what? They've just been so criti just criticized your life so harshly. Then you know what? Take this time this morning to trust God this morning, to heal your heart this morning. Because it's only the Lord that can do it this morning. Oh, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that in our faults and our shortcomings, Lord, Father God, you don't give up on us, Lord. You never give up on us, Lord Jesus, and nor will you never leave us and you will never forsake us, Lord God. Oh, we just praise you, we just praise you, we just praise you this morning, Lord God, we praise you. Nancy? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we just praise you this morning. We praise you this morning, oh God. Oh, we just thank you this morning. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, there are many hurts today, Lord Jesus. Many that are hurting in their heart, Lord, from criticism, Lord, from the tearing down, but Lord, we thank you that today you came to give life and give it more abundantly. We thank you that your spirit gives life and the flesh counts for nothing in the words that you have spoken to us, a spirit in their life. We thank you for the life that is being spoken over every person this morning, Lord. We thank you for the life that you came to give. We thank you for that resurrection life this morning, Lord God, because you are the resurrection and the life, Lord Jesus. Thank you for raising up your children this morning. Thank you for raising up that backslider this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for raising up, Lord Jesus, that person who was rejected today, that is hurting, Lord God, that is without you today. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We just speak life to them today, Lord God. For your word says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. Oh, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. Your word says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, we thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. 
that you knew was before the foundations of the world. Your word says we are predestined, Lord God. Oh, we thank you for the joy this morning as those chains are broken, Lord. Father, we ask you to forgive us of our criticism, Lord. Forgive us of the words that we have spoken. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to speak life, O oh God. Help us to speak life to one another, Lord, to our own lives and to those around us, Lord God. We need you. We need your Holy Spirit to lead us, Lord, to speak your words of life this morning, Heavenly Father. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to you, our Lord and our King. Glory, glory, glory to you, our Lord and our King, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Ramanda, la da 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 we praise you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. Oh, we glorify you, Lord Jesus. We just thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to you, our Lord and our King, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we just thank you this morning, Lord. We thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, Lord. Oh, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, Lord God. Oh, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We're going to sing a song as we close up tonight.
called We Receive Your Rain. It opens up with, Hear the word roaring as thunder with a new future to tell. For the dry season over, there is a cloud beginning to swell. Amen.
How many of you know that the Lord loves you this morning? And our Lord is coming back soon. We can praise Him this morning. But we don't got to wait for Him to come back. He's here already. His love is here already. His love came and His name is Jesus. And He is the way, the truth, and the life. Do we believe that this morning? Oh, hallelujah. Like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love when you come. Like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love when you come. And with grace. Anticipation, we await the promise to come. Everything that you have spoken will come to pass. Let it be done. And with great anticipation, we await the promise to come. Everything that you have spoken will come to pass. Let it be done. We receive your reign. We receive your reign. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord God, for all that you have done. We thank you for the peace that we received in our hearts today. And we thank you for your glory, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for your great love, Father God, that comes in like a flood, Lord, that covers the multitude of sins, but also covers us and washes us, Father. Reminds us of the power and the blood of Jesus, Father God. So, Father, this morning, we just thank you, Lord, as we prepare to take communion together, Father God. We just thank you this morning, Lord Jesus, for this time, Heavenly Father. We thank you for preparing our hearts this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for all that you have done here today, Lord, and continuing to do, Heavenly Father. So, Father, we just thank you today, Lord Jesus, as we just continue to praise you this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Oh, we just thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we just praise you. We just praise you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We just thank you this morning, Lord God. We thank you for that great love this morning, Lord God. Are we grateful to the Lord this morning? Are we blessed this morning? 
Are we thankful to the Lord? We don't got to carry that with us anymore today. We can be grateful to God. And this is why we do this today in remembrance. Because we are remembering the life that was given for us. The body who took the pain and the beatings that it took, but it took, he took it for me and you. So today we are just reminded of that great love today. We thank you, Father, for your son Jesus, who gave his life and laid down his life willingly, Lord, that we may have life in you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. Father God, Lord, for the body that was prepared, Father. Lord, for the sacrifice that would be once and for all, that we could have life in you. So we take this today in remembrance in Jesus' name. Take and eat. Lord, we thank you for the blood that was shed for us, Lord, and we thank you for the life that we have in the blood of Jesus today. And Lord, we thank you as we are able to remember, Lord, that life that was given for us, Lord, but now that the life that we have in you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, as we take this today in remembrance, and we thank you for the life and the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout this morning. How many of you are grateful to God this morning? Well, this morning, thank you for joining us today. I'm just so grateful to the Lord. And remember, when you catch yourself in a place, remember, everyone's a critic. So let's give it to the Lord. Amen. You have a blessed day. The rest, enjoy the rest of your day today. We are dismissed. Remember, no Bible study, no uh, Friday night prayer. But we will continue to, to seek the Lord. Amen. And come together next Sunday. Amen. Well, praise God. You have a great day today. God bless you. And thank you all for joining us online as well.